Welcome back. Welcome back to another Soul Driven Interview. Actually, today is a discussion. Today's a discussion. It's really not an interview. And I just, oh, I'm excited to bring it to you. I'm excited to share it with you. I'm also very nervous. <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. But first of all, just thank you so much for being here. I am feeling better and I am so psyched. I can speak. I can breathe. I don't feel like someone is hitting the front of my face with like a freaking sledgehammer. I just, oh my gosh. Um, if if you haven't listened to the last couple of episodes, you may not know. I got just, yeah, knackered, if you want to call it that, just out of the blue. I It was just really random. The week before, I wasn't feeling well. Um, my partner and I, he also got sick. We rested over the weekend. Um, and then, you know, that eclipse energy, man, I didn't like sleep one whole night pretty much and woke up the next morning and was sicker than I had been even before. And it was just like, no. And I really tried, really tried first couple of days to like, you know, power through to do my thing, um, without pushing too much, uh, mind you, but yeah, by last Thursday, Wednesday, I was just down for the count. It was like, okay. Um, even Friday, I spent three-fourths of the day in bed. Saturday, I started feeling better. Sunday, we had a bunch of moving stuff to do, and it was supposed to be raining, and this was going to be outside, and I was just like, oh, Lord, no, please. And and thank the Lord, that is not what happened. It didn't rain, and, um, you know, I've been, I've been drinking the bone broth. I've been working with, uh, my, my tools to get myself better and I feel great. And I'm just very excited to be here, be with you, be bringing this episode to you. And yeah, just again, be feeling better. You know, it's, I am not someone who gets sick. In fact, outside of COVID, uh, that my partner and I both got back in January, it had been like 15 years since I'd gotten sick. And when I say that, like, I don't get colds, I don't get flus. These are not things that I usually deal with. Um, because quite frankly, like when I start feeling sick, I usually know that it's like my body's, um, you know, way of letting me know that I'm out, out of control. And so I need to chill out. And so I'll put myself to bed. I'll like ramp up the zinc and vitamin C, eat really plainly, and I'm usually good to go within like a day or two. Like my body just rebounds quickly. But um, it's funny too because I had a, a medical astrology reading as well last week and the very beginning of the week and she was like telling me how my chart was really looking like I was going to get sick <laughs> and, uh, and I wasn't really feeling it yet. So I was like, no, I'm good. But yeah. There you go. Did you know that astrology can even tell you when you're going to get like a head flu or a head cold? I don't even know what it was that we got. Um, I did take a COVID test and it was negative. It didn't feel anything like the previous COVID, so I would have been really surprised. But, you know, then again, who can say what is what? Um, but there's nothing like being sick and being down and not feeling well to make you really thankful when that has passed and moved along, right? <laughs> I am very happy, very thankful, all of the things. So excited to jump into today's again discussion. And um, first of all, I just want to let you know that um, if you haven't already listened to the November Akashic Forecast, forecast highly, highly recommend. We've got one 
hell of a month ahead. And I'm just, look, um, I've got extra resources, extra things that I've actually shared, blogs I've written, and um, just ways I'm really trying to support in this time. I know a lot of you are really freaked out about what's going to happen in the U.S. with the midterm elections. Um, Please make sure that you're on my email list so that you can get some of that content that I'm sharing because, of course, not all of it comes out here on the podcast. In fact, very little of it does. Um, I write on Medium and I make sure that um, my account stays open and free so you can readily get that information. It's not behind a paywall. So um, you can always follow me there for those and and you can even get um, email updates when I publish so that they'll go right to your email box. Um in a really nice, easy to read format so that you don't actually have to jump on the app. Um, You can also follow me on social media, kind of find out what I'm doing there. But just a couple of extra ways in which to keep in contact with me as we're moving forward. So um, yeah, because of things kind of being so out of whack last week, I didn't have time to actually sit down and <laughs> and really think through what it is I want to do for my birthday month. I was really hoping that was going to happen, but today is Monday on the 31st, and it is the first day I'm actually feeling better. So, um, And I'm actually going to be going out of town later this week, and so I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to keep up at this point um, and not get myself sick again. So Make sure, again, just that you're on the email list because probably this Friday or Saturday there's going to be an email going out updating you on what the November offerings are. I am definitely going to have some fun stuff out there for you. And as of today, actually yesterday, the November Akashic Toolkit went live. I would highly recommend grabbing that. It's a quick download for seven bucks if you want extra support this month. And I added on a new section, which just really outlines the takeaways from the Akashic forecast. Um, Just the, you know, the reading that came through for those who maybe struggle a little bit with deciphering some of these messages or don't really know what to pull out. um, I just wanted to add this additional little component in there to just further support you. But this is a great toolkit to get. It's something that can help you not only really anchor into what the forecast is, what the theme is, really sitting with these themes. There's journaling prompts in there. Um, there's a, uh, the transcription of the forecast, reading your own like little um, audio clip so you can listen to it as much as you want, which I highly recommend revisiting at least like once a week just to ground and recenter yourself. Plus tuning into that Akashic energy is just so powerful. Um, I was even guided in my own Akashic records this morning, you know, to really start spending more time in the Akashic records over these next coming weeks, because there is going to be so much intensity with the energy, so many different things going on. And it really doesn't matter what is happening in your life. You know, this this is the time to really support yourself. You know, the Akashic Records have been talking about for a couple of years to build that foundation, build that foundation. And that looks different for all of us. You know, I actually had um, one of my listeners who's also a client reach out to me and she was like, Anna, I finally got it. I finally understood what my foundation is. Um, and that was really cool. You know, for me, my foundation is kind of continuously changing, especially right now because we moved. My life has been changing. We're just kind of starting to get a little bit settled. 
And, um, you know, but that it always comes down to my morning routine for me. That's just crucial. It's huge. You know, how I start anything is how I start everything. I think somebody really smart said that at some point in time or another. But um, for me, I really like to start my day off in quietness and silence, journaling, thinking, whatever the case may be, meditation, you know, with the Akashic Records um, or outside, you know, moving my body, which I try to make happen every day anyway, because I just need it for my sanity. But um you know, highly recommend utilizing the Akashic record forecast for the month ahead as much as possible, even if you don't get the toolkit. Um, but there's also going to be an activation that you can listen to throughout the month to really help ground you and center you. So just enjoy that. Again, you can get it for seven bucks. Easy download. The link will be in the show notes. Um, and for now, that's really all I have in regards to announcements. So today's episode, mm -mm -mm. <laughs> three, three deceptions to sidestep in the spiritual community. So first of all, you'll hear me talk about this a little bit um, once we get going with the recording, but you know, I love being a part of the spiritual community and at the same time, it drives me crazy. Just some of the things that go on within the spiritual community, it's just like, are you kidding me? It reminds me a lot of back in my days, you know, when I was a Christian and growing up in the Christian community and growing up, you know, around people in church and all of that. And it was just like, like, I remember this one point in time when I had left home and I was, you know, living by myself and I was trying to find a church and I was going to all these different churches and really wasn't finding, finding my space. And then I realized like, this isn't about some social hour for me. Like, this is about me just connecting with God, you know, and, and hopefully getting some, some new nourishment, learning something new. I don't need, you know, like there's no preacher I'm always going to agree with. There's no choir that I'm always going to love. There's no like, you know, none of those things. So I didn't need to get caught up in that. And so I just chose a church that was close to home, easy for me to go to and started as at a reasonable hour. You know, I was young, so I wasn't trying to make that like 8am Sunday <laughs> morning. <laughs> um, and for me, you know, like, even then, I mean, me going to church, it, there were always so many issues and so many things that I had problems with, because one of the things that I'm most thankful to my parents for in, in encouraging within me is to have my own mind, my own mind frame, my own opinion, my own way of seeing things, my own perspective. And that has served me so much. I mean, I think it is just who I am. And then I think it was readily encouraged, you know, growing up, especially from my father. And in that, you know, I can be, I can be in something and not be of it. You know, like Jesus always said, like, um, be with the people, but don't be of the people, right? Like be in the world, but don't be of the world. Meaning be in the world, you know, like love the world, love the community that you're around, love who you're with, but don't allow yourself to just fall into what everyone else is doing. Don't allow yourself to just pick up those thoughts and opinions and ways of looking at things. And, you know, when I was younger, that caused a lot of problems because I wasn't just a blind sheep. I've never been that way. I've always had my own way of looking at things and it's always been different for the most part. So, um, 
But there's a lot of things within the spiritual community that I highly disagree with. And I really wanted to have this discussion with someone who, like me, really comes from a place of love because I didn't want it to be some negative, like, na 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 na, like ranting thing, because it's very easy to do that, <laughs> you know. Um, but I didn't want to share like a rant with you. I wanted to start a conversation with you. I wanted to bring things to your attention because, you know, there's a lot of things like I was just talking about with the church, you know, like the choir or like, is the church pretty or are there like people there my age? There's a lot of like colorful features and attributes that can distract us from what is most important. And for me going to church, what was most important was my connection with God, my going there to be with God. And within the spiritual community, it's the same. You know, we've got so many opportunities to get distracted and to get off base and to really just get caught up in drama, in gossip, in pointing fingers and being divisive, all under this whole like light and love freaking bullshit rainbow. Um, and I'm just not here for it. You know, um, the things that we really chose to kind of hit on today were out of a list of like seven or eight. And we chose to kind of purposefully keep them very sort of general while we were talking about them, because I didn't want to get into the specifics of, you know, I believe this and I stand by this because it's not, it's not the point, you know, I, I, I'm not here to make you see my side or agree with me. I'm here to help you realize that there are things that seek to distract us, to take us off course and off path when it comes to our spiritual walk, our own spiritual practice. And we have to be readily aware and awake of those things so that we can make a different decision. And it's not that we don't see these things and maybe even take them in and maybe even ponder them or consider them, but we we stay in control. We stay in power. We, we understand that, that these things wish to distract us, wish to pull us off course. And it can happen even within our own community. Like we would be very, very um, naive to believe that everything within the spiritual community is actually truly in our highest and best. It just flat out is not. In fact, I think it's really, you know, especially over the past couple of years since I have entered the spiritual community new age, metaphysical, whatever you want to call it, I feel like it is just, it reminds me so much of the religious community. It has become very divisive in a lot of ways. And if there is anything that I am for, it is togetherness. It is our own power. It is wanting to encourage you to have your own opinion, to believe in yourself, to trust in the wisdom that is within you. And you will hear me say this multiple times today in regards to this discussion and the things that we are talking about. But, um, you know, I just wanted to share this with you up front, you know, because it really does all come from a place of love. Like I wish to empower you and I hope that you take it this way. And um, <laughs> this actually was a discussion that I barely made it through because I was sick. My voice was hurting. My head was hurting. Um, honestly, when I got to the other end of this conversation with Paul, I was just like, oh my gosh, was that even decent? Because mm, I had really been feeling fine up until that point. And it was literally this recording that I was like, whoa, okay. Girlfriend needs to go lay down and chill because that was really hard. 
and it shouldn't have been hard. Um, so Paul Silva, this is an amazing human. If you are not familiar with him, I'm so excited to introduce you to him. Um, Paul Silva is a life mentor, sassy sage, and coach. He brings spiritual guidance, wisdom, and the ability to get to the root cause of what has been bringing you pain in your life. He also brings much-needed laughs. Humor is a tool Paul uses to help break through some tough walls, and while he doesn't take himself too seriously, he takes what he does seriously. And what he does is take you from a place of uncertainty, doubt, fear, and a head buzzing full of fruitless thoughts to the realm of possibility, freedom, confidence, and peace of mind. Using multiple coaching, spiritual, and healing modalities, Paul will help you step into the version of you that you've been rooting for but unable to move towards until now. Paul is a good friend of mine. We have just become buddies over the, gosh, the past couple of months. I'm so thankful for him in my life. So thankful to have really met someone that I just connect with on so many levels. I highly admire who he is as a person, his integrity, the heart that he brings to his work, and it has been such a pleasure and honor getting to know him, and I'm very excited to introduce you to him on this episode. So without further ado, please enjoy our discussion. I would love, love, love to hear how this resonates with you. Make sure, shoot me an email, soldierfrompodcast at gmail.com. Hit me up on Instagram at Anna Hendricks. Um, the real Paul Silva, you can also hit him up. Like, let us know what you think because, yeah, I wish we could have had this discussion with you live. But nonetheless, please enjoy. Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, spiritual guide, marketer, and your host. Thank you for being here. Welcome back. Welcome back. And thank you for joining us for another soul driven interview. Actually, today we got a fun discussion. I'm really excited. I am welcoming to the show Paul Silva, life mentor, sassy sage, and coach. Welcome, Paul. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here <laughs> and multicolored, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, split personality. You, we, we, we'll figure this out. <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you're missing the visual, you can always come and check out these interviews on YouTube. But Paul has some really nice lighting in the background. So we got some purple and some yellow going on. And um, it's it's very pretty, very festive. So today I'm really <laughs> excited to uh, <laughs> to just bring you a different type of show. So there's a lot of things within the spiritual community that me, that bother me, that don't align with me. 
Um, and I've been wanting to talk about them for a very long time, but I really kind of wanted to invite someone to talk about them with me. And Paul and I met a couple of months ago. I actually heard him on a podcast and then we ended up connecting on Instagram and he is just absolutely incredible. I highly recommend checking him out on Instagram. He will bring lots of laughter into your life. He, he does the humor well, um, but he has a lot of depth and a lot of soul and we have, really had some incredible discussions over the past couple of months. We see things very similarly. And I just thought he would be the perfect person to dive into some of these topics with. So again, welcome, Paul. I'm excited to to kind of, I don't know, fluff up some feathers with you, maybe get in a little bit of trouble, you know, just speak some truth <laughs> about our industry <laughs> and go there. Yeah. Um, were you going to say something? Yeah, yeah. I was. I was. I didn't want to cut you off. You. You. You had the stream of consciousness. I was. I was like. I'm. I'm gripped. I'm watching. Um. No, for sure. It's. It's like ruffling feathers. Is okay. It's okay. We can do that. And you know, just don't take it personally, y'all. <laughs> well, absolutely not. It's. I mean, you know the. No, no. It's you know what I love about this, and because you and I have talked for some time, is and we've like I think it was us having those conversations. You're like, you know, we should probably just have these in front of people, and <laughs> just like you know, instead of it just like hoarding it to our little like bubble. Um, but there, there, there are ways of approaching this that can be uh, doesn't have to be like confrontational necessarily like it can be just kind of just opening things up and just kind of like examining them and like picking things here picking not everyone's going to agree on everything and that's okay like that's the point is to just have that openness and not feel like you can't say anything like gosh forbid which does happen in that community sometimes it's like oh you know clutching at pearls and things like that and so i think this is a great opportunity to uh just share some of that and i i'd be i'd love to see what feedback actually comes from this same 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 we probably should have done this live that would have been that would have been pretty cool but you know as paul's sharing and i'm just you know we had talked about this before but i definitely want to throw out a disclaimer up front that the things that we're sharing today are really you know from our perspective from our soul from the way that we view things and if you view things differently that's totally okay this is definitely not meant to put anyone down to say that we're right and they're wrong or anything like this what this is really about is to help you stay centered in your spiritual practice in your spiritual walk to really keep an eye on what is most important because within the spiritual community there are so many different things that you can get distracted by lots of shiny objects, big topics that pop up here and there. But the thing is, is that having a spiritual walk and, and living this type of life, whether you are a practitioner or, or not, it really doesn't matter. What's most important is to just really stay grounded in your own personal practice. And so a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today are really about pushing all of that aside so that you can come back to center, come back to that wisdom that is within, come back to what's most important because that's what's most important. <laughs> and especially in these times with our world shaking and vibrating, you know, we really want to continuously bring ourselves back, bring ourselves back. It's just part of the walk, part of the practice. So I'd like to kick things off with the question that I ask all of my guests. Paul, 
what makes you soul driven? Yes. What is that? I, I'm pretending not to hear the question, so I have time to think. Say that again. What makes you soul driven? <laughs> uh, what makes me soul? I I can't imagine not being soul driven. Like I I feel like when when and I didn't know words for this until probably somewhat recently that <clears throat> when I'm not soul driven, I just I'm a I'm a wreck, and so I've I've unconsciously known this so anytime i get myself back on track and i feel like oh this is it this is what like lights me up that's that soul driven purpose that soul driven life and whenever i lock into that that's when i feel most alive and so i can't imagine like you can't unring that bell you can't unknow that and so for me to like purposely sidetrack myself into something that is conventional or comfortable just for the sake of that, it seems really weird. Yeah. I love that. I mean, one of the things that you, that was coming to mind when you were saying that is just that I feel like, you know, when we're younger, we're okay. Kind of being a wreck. We're okay. Like we're not fully aware of ourselves, aware of our bodies, aware of like what actually makes us happy and what doesn't, you know? And so I feel like it does kind of like with age, with age, it's like, no way am I not going to be connected to my soul. And I think there's definitely a lot of people who are fortunate enough to hook into that at much earlier ages. Um, that was not me. I was searching, searching for it. But I really feel like you get to that place in life at whatever age it is where you're just like, I don't want anything else. And even if it's harder or more lonely or whatever the case may be, like this is actually like this is real. This this is what this is what it has to be. There's just nothing else for me. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Like, <clears throat> as and like you said, as you get older, and as you start to figure this out, it's, you know, you look back at kind of like your reckless youth and just experimenting and playing and all the fireworks around it. And you, you, you get settled into a place that it just, it just does feel like you are in sync with who you're meant to be. And of course, we're always growing and shifting and changing. But uh, I'm just the older I get and the more I understand myself and, you know, being surrounded by cool people like you, um, I just feel like, yeah, this is where I'm, I'm meant to be. And it's just it's a comfort in itself, but that you're always stretching at the same time. Right. Like it's it's like you're coming, like you said at the beginning, coming back to center always. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely it's definitely not a clear path. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, no, no yeah. a big hell no. Um, so what I'd love to do is kind of kick things off today with just, first of all, you introducing yourself, um, to my incredible listeners, sharing a little bit about who you are, a little bit about your background work so that, you know, they, they, they know who you are, um, as you speak into these, these delusions that we're going to talk about within the spiritual community. So <laughs> <laughs> I know that there's a lot here As we, and a lot to pack in, but yeah. yeah. Who is Paul Silva? Who is Paul? Oh, the existential question. I'm glad it wasn't more of an existential kind of, it's more like just biographical. I can do that. <laughs> so it's, uh, um, my name is Paul Silva. Hello. Nice to meet you. Um, I have been coaching for the last five years, maybe. Um, also been involved in, in the spiritual community and spiritual growth myself. Um, I was a chef for 25 years and also, um, 
in recovery for addiction and recovery. And, you know, all of these things seem so like kind of all over here, but what's wonderful is that they've all brought me to the place I am now. Whereas a coach and, you know, life mentor, I joke, I'm a sassy sage, but I, there is that sagacious kind of avuncular uh, nature that people, you know, say I have, so I'll believe them. Uh, so really what my, my purpose is really, and I remember doing a guided meditation many years ago before I even got into, you know, the spiritual world, so to speak. I had a, I did a, I got a meditation to meet my spirit guides. I'd never done anything like that. And in that I saw my uncle who had passed many years ago. And I said, oh, okay, I didn't know that was going to be you, but sure, what's my purpose? And he said, your job is to make people feel good about themselves. I'm like, okay, cool, got that, noble. Anything else? Like anything that I can make lots of money or can I put a ball <laughs> in a basket, anything? No. And uh, it was like, no, that's it. I'm like, okay, thanks. And lo and behold, I started getting into coaching not soon after that. And I realized that even through work and through, you know, 12 step and all that, I've always loved just talking to people one-on-one -on -one and, and in community and really just helping them. And, uh, and that's what I get to do now. And I love it in so many ways. So right now it's, it's, it's coaching, but it's also, I, it's such a, it's such a, a contained word. Like it's more than that. It's just, it's being open to other people's struggles and being able to, you know, share any wisdom and insight to co-create something that we can really unlock what it is that is stopping them from being authentic, from standing in their own, uh, in, in, in their own space. Like we talked about that soulful, that driven purpose, helping others get into their soul driven purpose. And I think that's, it looks different ways at times for me, but that's really, that's the track that I've always been on. And I'm just going to keep doing that till I'm no longer needed here. Absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, that's something you and I have in common and, and we practice it a little bit differently with the people that we work with, but you know, both you and I are very focused on getting down to that root, working with people in that way and yeah. helping them get back, you know, realigned, reconnected with themselves. Because I mean, that's the world would be a completely different place, you know, if we all were living from our soul driven essence, right? <laughs> Such a different place. Yeah. Um, right. And I love that. I mean, you've had, you've also like, you know, you were doing readings with like, bones and things at one point right or without runes or like oh, you, yeah. you've just you you have like dabbled in all of the things it's been it's been kind of cool i came in on the <laughs> the back end of those things um but when i first connected with you like that was like really really what was going on in your world at the time and it's been awesome to see this you know one of the things of course that we'll kind of be talking about today is how spirituality should look one way but You've been such a, a fun example to watch in regards to just really seeing someone evolve and knowing that like every little piece of that evolution is is part of that whole, right? There is no one way that anyone evolves. Mm. There is no one one way that someone's going to end up being one thing. You know, it's it's really just here for us to all kind of take in in our own way. And that looks a million endless, endless ways, right? Um yeah, so, that's right. And because I was doing tarot and I was doing all this, and it's like it's like a buffet. Like you know, instead of just just going for the shrimp all the time, there's so much out there to to 
dabble in. And so that's just been part of the journey. And it should be, you know, it absolutely should be. Whenever I connect with clients or people online who are just kind of, you know, really diving into all of the things and they're like, oh, no, no, I should just pick one. I should just focus on one. And I'm like, no, try it all. Allow yourself that, you know, give it, give it wings so that it can actually come back together into whatever it is supposed to be for you. Um, Because if you don't know, then you won't know and it'll be something that you're missing out on. Um, but every piece of it is so crucial and important. I think we all go through that at some point in time, multiple times, right? Um, I'm, I'm like in a more chill space with my focuses right now, but you just ping me in a couple of months and we'll see how many different things I got going on once again. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome. So- I love that. Exactly, exactly. And that's why you're so perfect to have this discussion with and why I'm so excited to dive into it with you. Um, So let's just kind of jump in here because we've got three big topics that really have a lot of mini things underneath. And um, again, these are like, so these are delusions that, you know, we should be aware of within the spiritual community, things for us to just keep front of mind continually, you know, check ourselves with where we're at. And, um, but there's no, like, this is, this is just a discussion. (laughs) This is another one of those days where I'm having problems with words. So we're just going to go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So number one, yes, just a discussion. Number one, believing in spiritual or conspiracy theories. So, Paul, first, I'd love to know kind of what your definition of a conspiracy theory is. <clears throat> I think uh, that's a great question. Um, I think conspiracy theory is it's something that is outside of what like outside of conventional thinking in terms of like an alternative uh, way of looking at something. It's a way of it's almost fantastical in some ways it's depending on the type of conspiracy theory. I mean, there's so many now and in just different areas, but definitely it's a way of seeing something that maybe others aren't seeing, you know, and it involves, I find a lot of most, if not all conspiracy theories involve some big um, suspension of disbelief in certain things you know, especially conventional things. So it's, it can be like a smaller type thing or this like global massive, everyone's involved you know, kind of thing. And so I think there's just different layers to it. So it, it is interesting. They, they are interesting. They're entertaining at times. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look, if, if you're not, if you're not pulled in, then I don't know, maybe you just don't care, but like who cannot? it's almost kind of like gossip, you know, it's, it's very, yeah. <laughs> it's very attractive to us. We're like, oh, wait, what? You said, yeah. what about so-and-so? I want to hear it. Um, Ooh, I think it's tea. just a normal yeah. part. Absolutely. But the thing is, is that spiritual, yeah, conspiracy, spiritual, wow, I can't speak today, conspiracy theories. Um, for myself, the way that I look at them is, you know, like an alternate way of looking at something that's happening in general, right? Something that's happening in life. And oftentimes it is, a, a a perspective that is very fear driven. And the thing with, with me mm. and conspiracy theories that, that always kind of hits me when I hear them is, is this like wave of fear that kind of comes over my body. It's kind of like, 
you know, who's out to get me, who's undermining me, what's what's happening here, right? Um, and I think that, mm-hmm. you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with, like, I will listen to a conspiracy theory. Absolutely. I will take it in. If it's intriguing to me, I will learn more about it. Um, but at the same time, I'm mm-hmm. really holding it at a distance from myself in regards to, do I believe this or or do I not, you know, and like, where does this land within my body? And does this feel like truth to me? Mm-hmm. How does it ring with you? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the fear driven part is that, that resonates. And it's, it kind of reminds me of, you know, and especially in the spirituality community, cause it, I was shocked at like just how many people were, were facet, like who were involved in, in conspiracy theories in the spirituality um, community. And I'm not, new like i'm i am new i haven't been there that long just a couple years maybe and i was shocked by how many i was like really you guys are all into this okay okay let me like you let me check it out let me (laughs) and it kind of reminds me of you know in buddhism they talk about near enemies right and so if you look at something so the far enemy of something is something that's obvious that's uh so love the the far enemy of that is um you know, be indifference, let's say, or um, confidence, the far enemy of that would be doubt. And so that's easy to see. And the near enemy, like, for example, like, you know, codependency and love can look very similar, right, on the surface, but there's there's something un, that's unvirtuous, kind of beneath. And I wonder, sometimes when it comes to the, the spiritual community and um, conspiracy theories is that, the near enemy, like open mindedness as being gullible, right? Like there's like, I wonder if, because we we're, we're so into this, I'm just open mind, I'm open hearted, I'm open souled. And, <laughs> but we, it's, it's like, we, we have a hard time explaining the unexplainable. And rather than like, to me, I like the mystery of some of these things. Like I, I, it's, it's not like um, a false certainty, I don't necessarily need false certainty. And I wonder if some people just need that, right? And, and just in general to explain the unexplained. But if you're if you're spiritually grounded, you know, like it's like returning to that and just trusting that I don't need to know all the answers. I don't have to have all the answers and respond to it in just in just in a in a place of that groundedness rather than creating all this noise, you know? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that. There's this element of something is out to get me that's always attached yeah. to conspiracy theories. That's very, yeah. I feel like very distracting, you know, very distracting. I think, again, it like pulls us into fear. Like, ooh, yeah. there's this, yeah. you know, like with 9-11, you know, that was a big one, right? Um, when I was traveling, mm-hmm. living in Costa Rica, it was wild to me to see all of the 9-11 you know, there were like tons of places that were set up. They're like, let's tell you the truth about 9-11. And I mean, the the deal is, is that whether you believe it or you don't, like you don't know for sure unless you are someone who knows for sure and you are in that very specific position, right? Like you just mm-hmm. don't know. And so spending all of this time and energy thinking about what could be or what might be and then what that implies, again, it's a distraction, you know, I mean, think about um, like <laughs> there's um, there was a podcast I listened to. They were uh, talking about conspiracy theories and um, 
this young guy decided to create a conspiracy theory. And it was hilarious because this podcast would actually like talk about conspiracy theories. And the guy who was hosting it like didn't even reveal that this was like a joke until a bit of the way in. And his other co-hosts were like, what the... This kid decided to like <laughs> go to a protest and hold up these signs and say like birds aren't real. And he was like able to find this very like random sort of like historical document that kind of talked about how like the government was putting out these birds to like watch people. And so like he started this huge movement conspiracy theory that birds aren't real. And I mean, like, literally, you can Google this. It's all over the internet. Like, people legitimately were, like, believing, like, birds aren't real. Um, And, I mean, this is just the thing. It's like, okay, so what if this was true? And I think that when we hear conspiracy theories, you know, really digging into what does this do for my life? You know, is this bettering me and knowing this? What can I, like what is my role in this and why do I need to participate in it? And I just feel like, especially within the spiritual community, like there are, you know, I'm like you, I've only been in here for, you know, a couple of years now, three years, I guess. And it's yeah, just like, wait, what, how, how are you attached to this? And I feel like the pandemic just kind of blew these things up, you know? Um, it's just yeah. wild to me. Yeah. I have to look that bird one up, <laughs> but it's, it's like, there, there's like, like you said, there's fear and there's just so much mistrust There's such a heavy dose of mistrust. Right. And this is like cynical distrust of that happens. And, and I'm curious, like where that comes from, like, like given the fact that, you know, there's this love and light, love and light. Um, but there's this love and light, except you, 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 and you're after me. And that, like, I, I, it, it, I just, that's where I, I have a hard time connecting that. And, and it's not to say to be naive or to be blindly trusting. And like, this is where discernment comes in. Absolutely. Um, but I think there's like blindly trusting and blindly distrusting. I think it's easier to go to, to, to mistrust than it is to like, Hey, you know what? Let me, let me go with this for a little while. It's easier for us to jump into like the conspiracy because it's, it's, it's more fun and it's, it has, it, it, it's like magical thinking. It just, it helps to calm the chaos that we might feel of uncertainty. And like you said, like, how does this serve me? How is this? Cause you just pile up all these conspiracy theories. Like, what does that do to you? Like if I just kept layering this mistrust and over with this mis. I'm going to change because I'm going to take that energy in and I'm also putting that out. Right. And so it, it seems incongruent to what the spirituality community is about. I don't know. It's perfectly said. Yeah, it, it is. It's not aligned. It's not aligned at all. I mean, like the canon stuff, you know, like when I first started learning about this and when I found out that someone who was, who I was close with, actually fully aligned with this i was just like what (laughs) i i it blew my mind completely blew my mind you know i think there are so many things in which we can get distracted by and i think that there is Mm. real 
real um, danger when it comes to conspiracy theories of this element of us that I think is human, that is drawn by like the extreme that wants to go to these places. It's kind of like, you know, when you, when you get comments online and, and you get like all like 10 great comments and one really bad one, we pay attention to the really bad one, right? That's, that's for whatever more interesting to us. And that also you know, happens in our exterior world. So when a conspiracy theory gets thrown up and it's like, oh yeah, this is making you sick or this is making you whatever, this is like, you know, happening in our government. Like, you know, there's this element of like, you're fully drawn to that, which I think is really normal and natural, but we have to take our power back because I think inevitably, like what a lot of these conspiracy theories really do is take our power away from us. And they do that by distracting us. Right. Um, we, we get in this mindset of like, everything's out to get us, which you exactly said so perfectly is in total opposition with like love and light, faith, trust. Like, are you kidding me? Are we not in a spiritual community? Do we not believe that God's source universe, whomever is going to take care of us, that we're going to be okay. That like, mm-hmm. maybe even if these crazy things are happening over here that, you know, that's, that's not really our jam. What our jam is creating a community or serving our community or, you know what I mean? Coaching, whatever the case may be, like it gets us so pulled mm-hmm. out of ourselves by focusing on this other thing. It's very dangerous, I think. Yeah. I, and everything you said, yeah, bang on. And it's this. You know, I keep I keep seeing all these like they're trying to divide us, man. They're trying to like distract us, so they're going to do this thing. And I'm like, okay, and like it, it, like and it ends there. Like it's just this like this chirping, and then that's it. Like there's not even like okay, so what should we do about that? Well, you know, they're just distracting us, man. I'm like, okay, I got that part. Like what now? Like give I'm what what do we do now? And that's it. It just ends there because it's drama. It's just drama. Yeah. And yeah. it's like you said, it's like gossip. It's just like, ooh, tell me. Oh, oh it's so juicy. And it's the, it, it takes, like you're right, it takes us away from that place of, like for, for you and I and, and others watching, listening, you know, who are healers and, and helpers and want to usher in more of this, this different kind of energy. It's, it's, it's taking away from, like for me to, to cast my gaze that way, it takes me away from, that soul driven purpose. Like that's just noise. And yeah, like I can look at it and go, that's really believe. Okay. Okay. Sure. All right. Like, you know, I'm not immune to that. Right. And I have, I've spotted conspiracy theories like, you know, years ago, I was like, yeah, yeah. But then I thought, what am I doing? Like why? And, And this is not by any stretch, like a judgment. It's, it's, it's just for me personally, it just doesn't work for me. And when I do hear conspiracy theories, it just, it just, it doesn't feel right in my body. Like you said, it just doesn't, it's like an itchy sweater. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, similar to what you said, uh, kind of towards the beginning, like the Buddhist sort of like the, the near enemy or the near, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but you gave that example of like being open and then being gullible. You know, and I think that we really have to question these things and there's nothing wrong with paying attention to something, but also being very aware of how much time we're spending in that thing. And what is that thing, you know, what effect is that having in our our life? Because a lot of what I see and, you know, 
Paul and I kind of chose to be vague in regards to the subject and not really discuss any particular conspiracy theories because that gets us into this right or wrong type discussion, which is not what we want to be in. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, just under like so many of these theories, it's like this, they're camouflaged by this light and love thing. They're like, oh, I'm going to bring you this thing and you're going to learn about it. And this is going to, this is going to help you. But what it really does is bring you into fear. And, you know, like you're talking about the people, like they're distracting us like, yeah, and they're succeeding. <laughs> like they are succeeding. You are distracted. <laughs> you you are not building your dream. Yeah. You are not making your relationships better. You are not making your life better. You are covered in fear. You are freaked out. You think everything's against you. Um, they're right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to, the, the solution is to turn our gaze back, is to realize like, there are going to be things that happen in our world that are terrible, that are awful, and that are completely out of our control. And that is just the way it is. And our purpose is to stay focused on our path so that we can be here in these times so that we can give to people so that we can show up as ourselves. And we can't do that if we are constantly in all the other business. You know, it's it's why I'm really... Like I, I read one news source. I'm really particular about where I get my news. Like I'll, I'll check out some headlines, but I don't even read news articles that much because I want to keep my head in the right place. And Hey, I'm just like everyone else. (laughs) If I start reading this stuff, I'm going to get swept up in it. I'm going to get pissed. I'm going to get all of these things, but that doesn't serve me in my personal life or with what I want to do right now. Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, they say like, first year medical students or whatever they get the sickest because they keep reading about all these symptoms all of a sudden they start getting them right like it's it's like you take on this energy and and so again like it's it's fun and can be cute and all that but in the end it's like i i want to keep my energy as clear as possible and you know people say it's like oh they're just trying to distract you like well they're doing the same thing right and they're just spitting this out I also wonder sometimes if if this these conspiracy theories are also a way of uh, circumnavigating personal responsibility in certain things, right? So uh, I don't know. It's just the government. It's like you know that's what they're doing, man. And it's like yeah, like you said, there's some things you can't control, but you can control your response to them. So what is your response? Is it coming from fear? Is it coming from love? Right? And we can conjecture. We can like we can maybe you know formulate some ideas again it's just because we we want to settle down on certainty we hate not knowing that's the egoic mind as opposed to just just let like let it be like let like let go like god as they say in you know church basements and 12 step it's 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 really it is that and it doesn't mean like having blinders on and not keeping up with things by all means educate and learn and and go down those paths. But at the end of the day, I think, and you know, not to speak for you, but you've mentioned many times, it's just about what's your energy around this? What's the, what's the intention? What's the outcome? How is this serving you? And for me, I just choose not to go down that path. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because when you were talking earlier, that was definitely um, something I really wanted to, to highlight that you said, you know, with the, the reminder that we are the creators of our reality. We are the ones who make our world better or make our world worse, you know, make it easier, make it tougher. There are obviously things that Mm -hmm. come in that we can't control, but 
when we allow ourselves to feed into these things, we are bringing them to life. We are giving them life by believing in them, by putting our energy there. And that's not what we want to be doing, you know? Um, and it's not like sticking our head in the sand. It's not spiritual bypassing. That's definitely not what I'm saying. But but what are we feeding mm -hmm. with our energy, right? What are what are we nurturing? And, and are those things actually bettering our life and our world or not? Yeah. Yeah. And, and not to go too far with this, but it's almost like what, what, when you were talking, what came up for me is like, if you're on social media and the algorithm, right? So if you like people send me, I don't know, people send me like cute kitten stuff or, or like food. My, my wife likes to send me food things like make this make, but I, I try not to click all of them because it, it triggers the algorithm. Like, Oh, he likes cute puppies. Let's just give him more cute puppies then. <laughs> or, Oh, he likes food stuff. Let's give him more food stuff. And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want to mess up my algorithm. But in the same way, in a general way, like when you like for me, like anything in anything, but let's say specifically to conspiracy theories, if I keep going to that, guess what? I'm going to start seeing everything else as a conspiracy i'm gonna see like more of that because the universe is gonna say oh she loves oh she loves that stuff let's send her more let's send like you know what i mean because it the universe responds to our actions it meets us halfway and so it's like what am i putting out there because that's what i'm going to get in return yeah that's a perfect example perfect example that everyone should be able to understand <laughs> oh, yeah you guys are scrolling we know we know <laughs> You can send me all the the cute puppies and stuff. I like purposefully try to make my algorithm full of cute animals. It's like, yeah, that helps me get out of bed sometimes. <laughs> cute animals. Okay, so I guess just kind of to wrap things up with the conspiracy theories here, my, you know, what I would really just like to say around this, and I'll, I'll give Paul a chance as well, just to kind of in summation is, you know, Allowing ourselves to just fully believe conspiracy theories is, it just takes us off course. It distracts us, you know, it puts our energy in places where we don't want it to be. Like every single person who is on this planet right now has a purpose and a reason for being here. And these are such exciting, wild times and we need you. And so pulling yourself back, keeping yourself centered is not only what I I'm constantly doing in my own world, but certainly like what I want to encourage and invite everyone else to do who is listening or watching to this. Um, the conspiracy theories are, you know, we can enjoy them. We can laugh at them. We can whatever. And look, some of them may have elements that are true. Okay. Like for sure. But, sure. but at the same sure. time, is that serving us? Is it really? It's a good question to ask. Go ahead, Paul. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just I, I think that was that spot on it. It really is. I mean, it it's I think it comes back to the question, like, what is that? What need is that filling like that? You taking these on, what need is that filling for you? And that could be in anything, right? Like whatever, like what you eat or who you talk and hang around with, whatever, like what again, is that fear or love? And for healers and helpers and, you know, all of us here, um, I would imagine that we've been given these gifts and the ability to use them in a way that can counteract a lot of that mistrust and distrust and, you know, just really like just being of service rather than distraction and causing more fear. Like there's enough fear out there. There's enough 
nonsense out there. Like let's let's be on this side of the balance sheet, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So number two, our second delusion here yeah. in the spiritual community is believing that someone knows better than you. Giving our power away fully. And this is really about like the end of the guru as as you know we've we've heard talked about and discussed i think within our community um but for me this was a really big one and it's it's <laughs> um i'll go out on a limb here and say that um i have a lot of sagittarius in my chart which you should know if you've been listening to this podcast and the thing about sagittarius is that we're the philosophers we like to teach we like to instruct and sagittarius really likes to be right and so I remember, oh gosh, like 2019 when things were really shifting and I was starting to hear about this end of the guru thing. And I was like so new to the spiritual community, you know, and and I was just thinking like, no, no, but but I want to be right. But I want to be like, I want to tell people like, no, I don't want this guru thing ending. Like, this is who I want to be. Like, this is like, this was my mental or like my inner chatter, you know? Um, and I share that with you just to let you know, like, I think that there's a little component of that in all of this. And I don't want you to feel shameful or anything like that if there is this in you. Um, but the thing is, is that this has fully like this is really shifting within our community. And I'm so thankful for it because it's really about stepping into this place of of coming into, again, that recentering with ourselves, that understanding that all of the wisdom we'll ever need uh, is within and within our community, there is still this big draw towards come to me and I'll tell you how to handle all of your problems and come to me and I'll, I'll take care of you when, <laughs> when that is just, that is it's old paradigm. Nobody knows what is better for you than you. And this is something that I would love to like knock home for everybody if I could. What do you think, Paul? <laughs> yeah, preach, testify, sister. Um, yeah, and you know, I think of you know, I think of like the the actual guru gurus who, especially the more contemporary ones, and you you, there's a lot of energy around them, and just like there's documentaries made about gurus, and you know, lots of talk, and and uh, you know power shifts and egoic minds ruling and running the ship and um we're human right and and given given that any sort of power right because you said like we we give sometimes we give people power when you are that person that everyone is giving a piece of their power to it's very hard to not take that on you know what i mean like it's easy to step into that 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 corruption space and and like you said, like when they start demanding and dictating and then the, the rules like you will not like this, like danger, danger. Will Robinson, like like all the red flags are just flying. Right. It's like more than like in a football game. And it really does come, you know, and we all like I think we all know why people go to gurus because they they're seeking the answer within. They don't realize it's within. And so they seek the answer without and hoping to get that easy answer because they don't know necessarily they haven't been taught or shown or given the space or the grace or the, the tools to, to go within and find those answers. They, or maybe they don't trust themselves. 
maybe they're in a real dark place and they they see someone saying maybe the right things at the right time and they're drawn to that and there's nothing wrong with having wonderful teachers and wonder like people who share their servitude to one person it's that is not yourself that could be dangerous be dangerous absolutely so i love i love what you shared because i think all of those things are really important for us to take into consideration i know that i have in my own life, like um, I was introduced to a guru in India and um, and learned a meditation through this guru. And I loved this. I honestly really enjoy it. I still do this meditation quite often. And I think that there really serves a place, you know, for the sort of like guru. And I honestly, the, the name guru really drives me nuts unless it is like an, a legit like Indian guru. Um, I don't want to yeah. to like conflate or confuse this, this teacher role, you know, because there's, there's two elements here, right? There's like the guru and then the teacher. And I think the guru is the one who has the rules and the, you know, the dogma and the like, no, you got to do it this way. And you got to, you know what I mean? More so versus mm -hmm. a teacher who says like, this is what I know. I do have more experience than you. I have learned these things and I wish to guide you in this, you know, this is where you and I are within our work and within our, you know, our clients and whatnot. And I think that those are two very different roles. But I know even within like my own self here, like what's always most important to me when I'm working with a client or I'm teaching students, you know, how to read the Akashic Records or anything like that is really coming back to remembering like, you know, what is best for you more than I do. And if this isn't aligned with you, and if this doesn't fully, you know, resonate with you, like trust that, know that, you know, here, here is some baseline, here's some groundwork. Um, and I, I think that the role of teacher is, will always be needed, right? But the teacher is no longer this person mm -hmm. who sets the rules for all things. They might provide you guidelines. Um, I think guidelines are very helpful in the midst of like learning something new. And then you go in and muck it up right? Like mm -hmm. I'm always about learning systems and then like destroying them. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> when I was learning how to read the Akashic Records, I did beginner, I did advanced and that gave me some foundation. And then, and then I went in with my own experience and my own, you know, the things that I was learning, which were very different from some of the things I was taught and rewrote those rules for myself. And that is what I think, you know, mm -hmm. at least for me, when I think of this you know, this delusion that someone else knows the best thing for us is so important to remember is that we, we need to really learn how to think for ourselves. We need to learn how to trust ourselves and to really, again, come back to center, come back to home. Like this is the spiritual walk, right? Knowing that you can love someone so much, you can really respect and admire them. And if you disagree with them, that is totally okay. It doesn't negate that relationship. It doesn't make them bad or wrong or anything like that. It is just that what is right for you may not be right for them. And there's space for all of that. Yeah, precisely. I love that. That's really well said. It, it's, yeah, it is mentor and guide. And, and it could also, like, I think we use it as an expert or a master. Sometimes we use that word in many, many ways. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the word, to be honest. I think just because it's been overused and used in, in context that I don't think it was originally meant to be. It's like Sherpa, right? Um, and 
the you know as i tell people like when when they come to me and ask like what it's like to work with me etc i said i'm here to walk down the road with you and as a mentor and guide i may just say hey watch out for that hole there oh don't trip on that 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 tree trunk oh don't but i'm not those are suggestions right in the end you make the decisions and it's it's really coming to that place of like like of humility really and knowing that i don't have all the answers at all uh i have experience and i have some wisdom and insight and i have some tools i can use but i don't have all the answers and i'm always i always love when i see clients or anyone else come up with an answer that totally different from mine that I would have come up with, but totally works for them too. I'm like, yes, cha-ching, because they created that. They, they were given the space to create that. And I think, you know, when we get caught up in, in the guru whirlwind, we're not given any space to really think about and take in other than just, like you said, just be this dogmatic, like repetition, like, no, we do this, you do this. And, and that's a whole different energy. Right. And again, is that love or fear that's being introduced here? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it's I mean, the thing is, is like this this paradigm shift of, you know, the end of the guru thing. I mean, really, it's about a different type of leadership. Right. And it is this leadership that says, I don't know everything and I want to share this with you. And I think that these are. You know, when we do, because of course, we're always going to want to follow people. We're going to look up to people. We're going to admire people. Um, and because yeah. we all want teachers. We all want to find someone who knows more than we do, who has more experience, who has a different way of looking at something. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I think that's really healthy. But at the same time, really being able to create space and to make sure that you're following someone who says, this is what I believe, but here's space for yours, or someone who is able to present things in a way that initiates you into thinking, you know, oh, well, this is the way that I feel about it, right? Who encourages that, who encourages that self-empowerment instead of like, oh, I know all things, you know, those sorts of things. <laughs> um, it just doesn't serve us. And especially moving forward, it's not going to serve us because we can be neck and neck with someone. We can be very alike with someone. But just think about like in our everyday life, right? Like, especially when we were younger and, and this was really true for me when when I would have a really close friend and if she didn't feel the same exact way about like everything that I did, I took it personally. Like it was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. we like can we even be friends now? You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that there's still like a little bit of that as you get older, you know, until you really learn to think for yourself and also to understand that difference is good. Difference is great. You know, I've said for years and years, I don't I don't learn things from people who always agree with me. I learn things from people who disagree with me, who see things differently and yet can speak with me in a respectful way and open that world up to mm -hmm. me. I love those conversations. They're the most fulfilling for me. My ego likes to be right. Of course it does. But I don't get to grow and expand <laughs> in those conversations the way I would with other ones, right? So I just think it's so crucial in the spiritual community because we have a lot of like very hungry people who come, a very like yearning people in pain, people searching. I mean, this mm -hmm. is like in their most vulnerable places. 
And we have, unfortunately, people within the space who take advantage of that. And so I want to always, you know, be inviting people into just empowering yourself, you know, really are, is this person aligned for you? Do, do they really resonate with you? You know, and, and really think about that before you spend the money, before you take the course, before you do the thing. Um, because if you get to the other side of it and, and you realize you're not, you know, it's, it's really, it's your responsibility to know that not theirs. It's not their fault. Right. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it is a personal responsibility. And, and there is also that, that component of, like I said, it's that not trusting themselves, you know, that they have the answers and it's just, it is just so easy. Like someone says they have the answers. Yep. Cause we just, we want the, the straightest line. Right. The shortest <laughs> path to that place. And you know that path goes like this. And 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 that's that's a more meaningful, long-lasting path. Yeah. And and the end of the guru, I'm I'm like, yeah, but I still love my teachers. I still love learning from other people. It's it's coming from a place of of respect and humility. And but yeah, you can disagree. That's okay. Like you said, the e the ego loves when we're right, and the ego loves when people just like, oh my gosh, can share more. I love hearing more. Can like all these things, and they come to you, and you're like, yeah. But then that's when humility comes in. It's like actually, I don't have all this, and I'm and I'm upfront with people. I'm like, if I uh, I don't have the answer, but let me look into that, or let's like, what does that mean to you? And give them that space and. People just, you know, I think we're also just used to being dictated to in many ways. And so when we, we, we have this, like, I don't know what's best for me. I'm like, you do, you just, you're not <laughs> hearing the voice, yeah. right? Like you're not, you're not listening. You're not in tune with that part yet. And that's okay. Like I was there, you were there. Like we've all been there. We're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then eventually you start to see like, oh, I do know. I just been, I was just scared to step into that. And again, it's the personal responsibility. If someone else tells me to do X, Y, Z and it doesn't work out, I can blame them, right? As opposed to if I'm just doing something, I look at it as exploration. Yeah, I stumble. Okay, I messed up. and uh, But at least I know like that, it's like failing forward. And you, and you get to have that experience to add. That's how insight and wisdom comes, is from that, not, not being dictated to. Because in the end, that, that doesn't last long. And so I'm really yeah. glad that this this the, the end of the guru thing is happening. It's it's okay to have the teachers. It's okay to have the people around you in the community in the circles that are going to enrich you and your life and your your knowledge, but not someone to, you know, like like moving you around like a chess piece. And you're like, <laughs> okay, and <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let's dive into our last one. Our last solution is believing that spirituality needs to look a certain way. And Paul, I'd love for you to jump in on this one and talk about it first. Um, Cause I know like, yeah. this has been a big, I, big discussion lately for us. So <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. This has definitely, and, and it's been more just everyone. It's been more on my side. Anna has been very helpful for me. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, when she talked about like when we met, like, you know, I was doing tarot readings, I was doing bones and charm casting, uh, you know, looking into runes, and I was doing Oracle, like all these things, uh, a lot of, sh and I still do shamanic practicing, but uh, it was, 
you know, I, I felt again, kind of new, newish to the community. Uh, I felt like you had to have a shtick, right? Like you had to have a, a you had to have a, a, an angle. And without those tools, like, who are you? Like, I was thinking that to myself, like, who are you? Like, you can't, you can't be spiritual without doing dickity do and all this other stuff. You have to have something. That was a story I was telling myself. And I remember one of my uh, spiritual mentors at one point we were doing like tarot and all that. She goes, yeah, you don't need the tarot anymore. Like just, but I'm like, but they're so pretty. I want to use them, (laughs) but I have so many and I love them. And she's like, I like them too, Paul, but you just don't need them. I'm like, okay. And I, I could, I had, I couldn't let go. And I saw everyone else in the, or at least, you know, my perception was, well, no, everyone else, you, you, you have to be doing these things. And it took me a bit of time because there was a moment, it's not too long ago, maybe two, three weeks ago, where I just realized I don't need any of it. Like I just stopped cold turkey on all of that. And at first I was like, oh, am I, am I still spiritual? Am I allowed? Like I, I don't, I'm not wearing all my, I don't have my crystals on me. And all. But I realized that those were just accessories, right? And there's different entry points into spirituality, like there's just so many different ways to to experience it and to step into it and to step out of it and and just move your way through it. And for all of us, it's different. Again, this is where, you know, put the guru away. Like what works best for you, right? So for you, it's the records. You know, for you, it's certain things like you've dabbled and found your sweet spots. Will you be doing that forever? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But most likely you're going to explore and just because because your spirituality is going to deepen. Right. And it's going to look different. It's going to manifest. It's going to show itself differently. At least that's, that's how I see it. And so it put to rest for me, this idea of what spirituality should look like, because it can, there, there is a lot of window dressing I find in the spirituality community and not, not, not intentionally like mis, uh, you know, misdirecting or anything like that. But I've had so many conversations because I do talk to a lot of people and a lot of people are like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I just, I don't want to do tarot anymore, but I'm really scared to like drop it. And so there is a lot of that that goes, I'm like, really you? And like, you seem like you're having fun. I do, but I'm just, I want to do something different, but that's what I'm known for. I'm like, well, get known for something else. Just be yourself. And so there's, there's a lot that goes on there, but that's been my experience so far. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that I think it's a very familiar experience to people, even if it's not necessarily from like the, the work, you know, sort of professional perspective is that a lot of times, um, you know, I know for me when when I first was really diving into the spiritual community, and of course, like crystals were my first thing. And I mean, I was like such a rock nerd growing up. Like I would do rock shows <laughs> for my parents. Like this is this has always been a thing. Sparkly, pretty things. Yes, please. <laughs> um, and then I mean, I remember going to like you know the store the first time and holding a rock and actually really feeling the energy like pulsing through my hand. And for me, that was Mm. like, that was the connection. I was like, whoa, I want more. And I want to feel like all the different types. And I want to, you know, because I have that real strong feeling connection. And, um, and I was looking for that, that connection, that, that God connection, you know, which I think is what is really at the core of it. And yet I'm someone who was born into this life, knowing God and have always been a very spiritual person. And I've always had a very, I think personal connection with God, but I was looking for more. I was looking for more, you know, and then of course I got the tarot cards and I got this and I got that and I tried the things and, you know, in the midst of it, I found the Akashic records 
And the Akashic Records really showed me very quickly for me personally that it was like, again, what's most important is coming back into self, coming back into center, you know, and, and the Akashic Records, I, I know I'm biased, but that's why I think there's such an epic tool is because it's really, they're continuously bringing you back into self, back into self without all the cards, without all the pretty things. And, you know, I like the cards and there's nothing wrong with the cards or the crystals or the rituals or these sorts of things. Nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Um, one of my close friends, she's an epic tarot reader. I mean, like she is just incredible. Um, and that, that is the tool that she has decided to use. Um, but the thing is, 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 understanding that you don't need these things and even more so like mm -hmm. even if you do need them or even if you want them like it just doesn't matter right like your spirituality can look whatever freaking way that you want it to there's no right or wrong way um and for me really you know this has been more so about learning that um, even in the midst of, because I, I came from such a conservative Christian background where you were taught to pray and do these things in certain ways. And of course I had my own ways, but still that conditioning never, I don't know if it'll ever fully leave me. Um, you know, like when I was learning the Akashic records, I was like, so how do we like talk to our guides or like, I mean, are, are we going to like, do we need to be really formal? And like, she was like, no, <laughs> you know, but I'm used to the church. <laughs> And of course, in the church, they tell you, yeah. like, when you're talking to God, like, buddy, you better be serious. Um, but so for me, it's been this real sort of like metamorphosis of, of you know, this, this journey of understanding that I can fully show up as myself, screaming, yelling, kicking without all the tools, bells and whistles, and have just as much of a spiritual connection as I can when I'm in the Akashic records or if I'm using cards or if I'm working with crystals or whatever the case may be, like it, it's always there for us. These are just extra things that we can use to, to, to utilize, but we don't need them. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it could be like for some, someone, it could be just in a walk in the park and that's their connection. Like that's it. Uh, for some, and again, this is not, <clears throat> You know, I know some amazing um, tarot readers and people who do <clears throat> all sorts of other things. They're amazing. And that's that's their joy and passion. And they they use that to channel more information like like absolutely. I, and I love and I and I'm a sucker for readings. On You know me. I, I get like I get so many. Um, but I think for for me, it was wonderful to discover these different points of entry and expressions of my connection with source but it doesn't define my, you know, my relationship with source. You know, those are just ways that I, I was exploring how to connect. And when you realize that you don't need that to connect because you just, you being here, you're a spiritual being, you can connect at any time. Like it, it at the beginning it may take practice and all that. And again, this is why I got into all that, like to really hone what, what, what am I receiving? And sometimes it's that's confirmation. Most of the times when I do cards, it's just confirmation. I already know, right? Like I, I, I already know, but this is like, okay, or my pendulum or whatever, right? Like it's just, it's just confirmation. And so when you start to trust that you don't need that confirmation, you have the information already, you're golden. And so if you're, if you're still just playing around with it, play around with it, like just enjoy it, have fun with it. 
you know, let it guide you to where it needs to take you. And, but don't be afraid to move on. Like, and I think that's where people get snagged up. At least that's what I've, I've, I've experienced is people get snagged in that. And I got snagged a little bit too. Cause I was like, well, who am I without these things? And because it's, again, it's ego. It's like, just cause I don't look like a spiritualist, like people won't believe me. Right. Which is, it sounds silly as I say that out loud, but that's what I was thinking. And, but it, it, it you can be the, the most spiritual experiences can be just, you know, holding your, holding your baby. It could be, you know, playing with your dog. It could be just sitting in the backyard, watching the leaves fall. Those can be profound spiritual experiences that, that have nothing to do with all the paraphernalia. Yeah. 1000%. I mean, I, I remember, um, seeing on Instagram, I think it was like maybe a year ago or something. This girl was like, my spiritual practice right now is my number one spiritual practice right now is taking care of my body. And I was like, Whoa, that's, that's beautiful. That's, yeah. that's huge. I mean, cause the thing is, is like, regardless of whatever it is that we're doing, all that we should be focused on is again connecting inside, connecting with that wisdom within, connecting with that that God within, you know, really spending the time in spiritual practice and with ourselves. And if you need the tools mm -hmm. or you like the tools, like cool, use the tools. You know, I, I yeah. like my working with my pendulum. I like, I mean, there's <laughs> I like picking up uh tarot cards every once in a while. And, you know, I, there's no shame in any of it. Um, it's just, again, about understanding, like, the power is within us. The power is is us. It's not these things. And so, you know, mm -hmm. if your spiritual practice is right now, like, hey, you're a brand new mama, and, and your spiritual practice is just, like, making sure that you get, I don't know, rest whenever you can, like, that's perfect, right? Um, into being someone who has, you know, full rituals in place, whatever the case may be. This is just, I think, really like a, a, a something that I continuously hear amongst my clients and online, like, oh my gosh, am I supposed to be praying this way? You know, am I supposed to be talking to my guides this mm -hmm. way? Is this, is this, you know, am I supposed to be practicing these things or doing this thing or whatever the case may be? And like, again, what we've talked about, I feel like so much today is trusting yourself, trusting yourself is really what's most important. Whatever's right for you is what is right for you. There's just no right or wrong. Um, you know, my thing would always be just whatever practice brings you back to yourself is your most spiritual practice at that point in time, right? Because that's, again, that's where all the goodness is. Oh, yeah. Well said. It's, it's, that, it's that, like you said, trusting self. And I, listen, I love a good ritual. I love, you know, new moon rich. Like I used, I would do those too. I don't, I don't do them anymore. It's, it's, I love watching people like a lot of these rituals and all the paraphernalia. It looks good on, on the gram. It looks good on TikTok. It looks, you know, and so well, I and don't fun. do those because they're just, they're fun. They're fun. Like, honestly, I love, I, I would, my mornings would be like a half an hour, sometimes an hour of just like, and it was, it was, I loved it. And you get to a point where it's just like, okay, like I feel like I don't, I just don't need this now. I don't need. And what's really cool is that you can come back to things. Right. And so same with me, people ask like, what, what is it you do daily? I'm like, I don't know. Changes, you know, sometimes I just like lately when I get up instead of all the, the meditation, I just listen to music. That's it. 
I just, I just like rock out and I just, I listen to music. That's my thing. That to me, music is what makes me like super happy. So I just listen to music. Like that's my way of, of like adjusting my vibration is just listen to music. That's it. Or, you know, playing music or whatever, anything with music. So that to me is like as spiritual, if not more than me casting charms or whatever it is because that is most authentic to me. And so, you know, again, this is for anyone who's, you know, feeling that pressure to stay with something that no longer serves them. Like, this is your permission. Let it go. Yeah. Just, just what, what calls you next or take a break and just feel for what may call you and just explore that. Maybe it's, maybe it's a certain, maybe it's a book that you feel like you need to read, or maybe it's just watching a teacher watching some videos or something like like if you get called to something it's for a reason and just because it doesn't look like what other people are doing it doesn't negate just how important it is for you yeah yeah i love that absolutely not absolutely not and i think that you know kind of exactly what you said what you touched on especially in this social media world where we're always thinking that we're seeing into other people's lives just remembering it's just not <laughs> Nobody can tell you what your spiritual practice is supposed to look like but yourself. And and that's, you know, are you fulfilled? Do you walk away feeling more yourself? Boom. There it is. Um, Done. That's it. Staying with that. All right, Paul, because this is my first time having you on the podcast, and I know that you'll be back so that we can gab out again, but I'm going to walk you through our lightning round. <laughs> Uh-oh. You ready? <laughs> I'm 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 limber. I'm limber. Okay. <laughs> okay. Number one. What is the one habit that you can't live without? Having a bowl of cereal at night. Really? What type of cereal? <laughs> Whatever's there. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's a that point. is the hardest habit to break. I love it. It's very comforting. Fair. To each their own. <laughs> Number two. What does spirituality mean for you? Uh, I think it's just what we talk connection to self connection to source trusting self loving self compassionate to self and spreading it out to others awesome number three what is your advice to anyone who's looking to find their soul-driven path listen to your intuition sometimes intuition can sound like a whisper at a rock concert but but listen to that voice and and dismiss any sort of logical you know kickback or egoic kickback just listen to that little voice and that's going to take you to the next step which will take you to the next step which is going to get you onto your path i love it all right and then last but not least where can people connect with you and hang out with you how can they work with you what do they need to know about Paul Silva? What do they need to know? Oh, you can come hang out here with all the different multicolored lights. We can <laughs> hang out. Um, He's got wigs, folks. I'm, uh, <laughs> I got wigs, too. To speaking of TikTok, I got <laughs> awesome. And I wrote them off as a business expense. Huh? Um, you can, <laughs> I'm on, I am on TikTok and Instagram at the real Paul Silva. That's my handle. And you can also go to www.therealpulsova.com. It's currently getting rejigged, but you can still find me there. Awesome. Voila. 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 So do you have any last words about these delusions in the spiritual community? Anything, any, any last things you would like to say? 
Yeah, I think, you know, the, the, the grander, this all fell under this idea of, of spiritual bypassing and, you know, like stepping away from what's really here. And, you know, not to, to kick a, a, whore, a dead horse is, is like, just trust, you know, like trust in the process, not the outcome. Like, look at just like, what is the one step that I can take right now? towards what it is I want to do like just looking like what what is coming from love rather than fear and I know it sounds all corny and whatever self-developed be but it is it's absolutely true I mean it's 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 a trope for a reason and really just because here's the thing like I'm turning 52 like this is flown by right like it's flying by you and I were talking about you know birthdays and stuff it's flying by like you you don't want to leave with so much undone, so much unexpressed, so much unexplored, some so much unsaid. Like you don't want to leave so much on, you know, did you leave everything on the table? Did you spend it all out? And there's just so many things that hold us back. So just like, just really trusting yourself and going with, with like leading with love, really. And that's a lesson I've, I've had to learn. It's taken me a long time to learn, but I'm really glad that I did. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And yeah, I just, you know, I, I, I offer this uh, episode up to you and I just thank you so much, Paul, for, for being here and, and sharing in this with me. And um, I know that, you know, for both of us, uh, it's so important that, that we help folks to stay focused on their path, you know, and, and really be able to connect with that, that magic that is within, because that's when, you know, like I say on this podcast, when we invest in ourselves, everyone benefits. And so just thank you so much for being here. And I just, again, offer this up to listeners. Uh, thank you for also being here. Um, and yeah, thanks for being here, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to dive pleasure. right thank in. Thank you so much. And it's always a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's a pleasure. Thank you. And you know what? The last super last thing is just enjoy like have more like laugh more like we get so so uptight sometimes in this community just relax just chill out people some people need to chill the f out just relax have fun enjoy laugh doesn't have to be so serious i think we all do i think we all do <laughs> that's why you're such a gift all right folks thank you so much for being here thank you for tuning in if you were inspired by today's discussion be sure to share it with someone who could benefit from it Leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Be sure to sign up for the email list to receive podcasts, updates, and other helpful resources. And don't forget, when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. Until next week. Bye.